They take advice about money from people who are broke. They take advice about entrepreneurship from people who aren't entrepreneurs, right? They take advice from people about food who don't like chocolate like or avocados. You can't take advice from those people, right? Like, no. Hi, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Why Can't I podcast. I'm Sarah Hagstrom, plant-based health coach turned life and business coach. My goal for this show is to bring you episodes that have you asking the very important question, one I've been asking myself from a young age. Why can't I? Followed by a little bit of watch me. All right, let's dive in. I am so excited to be recording this topic today on the podcast, letting go of your scarcity mindset. This is something that my clients always want to talk about, always want to know, Sarah, how did you overcome your scarcity mindset? How did you release blocks around money? How do you show up confidently doing things so differently than, you know, societal norms? And how can I do the same thing, right? And so today I want to share some tips, some things that have worked really well for me in case you are realizing, wow, scarcity and fear is really controlling my mind. It's controlling my actions. It's controlling how I show up in the world and it's holding my business back, right? So that's what I want to talk about today. Let, let's dive in. Let's just dive in. So uh, the first thing that I, I want to say is I do think that it's important to look at your background and your upbringing, you know, so I'm going to share some examples of things that I do and, you know, my beliefs and my beliefs from the past growing up and my beliefs now. And I, I know that for me, I kind of have this, this mindset, this mentality of when things are in chaos and when I'm recording this podcast, we're in a time of chaos. There's a lot of things going on in the world that, that we're not in control of. And I think that that will continue to happen. That does continue to happen, right? Um, but we can control our mindset how we respond, how we act. And I think it's really important in times of chaos to act from a place of abundance, from a place of um, control, passion, right? And um, for me growing up, I grew up in a state of chaos, right? A very dysfunctional family. And so when stuff kind of goes wrong, when problems occur, when life is chaotic, I don't want to say this, but I think it's true. I kind of thrive. Not that I want that 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 to happen. I know some of my clients are like, oh, I work well under pressure. So they put all this pressure on themselves. I'm not saying that, you know, I, I want there to be chaos. But in times of chaos, my natural instinct is what's the plan? Let's save the world. You know, what's the plan? What are we going to do? Okay, let's execute it. Like I just go into this problem solving mode. And so I think that has really served me for my business growing up. I used to tell my parents, my mom and my stepdad, you know, when I have kids, you know, there will be no drinking, there'll be no fighting, we'll all have dinner together, it's going to be so normal, um, you know, my kids are not going to have to do chores when they get good grades. My mom used to make me um, do chores for like getting good grades, or if I didn't have homework, she would give me homework, all of this craziness. But now I look back on it, I'm like, wow, you know, as crazy and dysfunctional as that was, it really did set me up for some success. So I'm like, hmm, Peter, when we have kids, like maybe we should, you know, <laughs> cause some chaos for them so they're not spoiled. So um, they can work well under pressure. And so I think part of that has served me. And I think growing up in a, a non-traditional family um, has helped me to 
not worry as much about judgment. You know, I think growing up as a kid, I I feared a lot like, oh, people are going to know my parents are alcoholics. And I didn't want that to happen. And I, I had this real fear around it, this shame around it. And starting my business, I noticed the more I talked about it, the more I, I shared it, like the more free I became and the more people who said like, oh, this is really helpful. This is really helpful. Like, you know, my mom's an alcoholic too, or like I grew up in a dysfunctional family as well. And so one thing that, you know, I want you to be thinking about too is you, instead of thinking so much about yourself and like what people are going to think about, you think about your audience and who you're here to serve, right? Um, And how you sharing your story can be really beneficial. And I know for me, when I hear other people share their story, I feel more connected to them. And so I, I never feel like, oh, you know, you know, her, her mom was an alcoholic. Like what, what did I think people were going to think? People were going to think like, I'm stupid. I'm not, they're going to feel sorry for me. Um, I never feel like that. You know, I just finished Jessica Simpson's book. I think it's called wide open or wide open story or something like that is, is great. I loved it. I knew none of this about Jessica Simpson and I love her more because of it. She talks about, um, being an alcoholic and everything that she went through and I feel inspired by her story. Right. So, I just wanted to share that because a lot of my audience, they'll ask me things like, you know, like, how do you get over the fear of judgment? How do you deal with doing things differently than your parents? And while I do things a lot differently than my parents, I also didn't, I wasn't raised in this traditional family where, you know, we were all going to go to college and get great jobs. And um, the bar was at very low. I was always told, and I, I know that this helped, like, you can be anything you want to be, you can do anything you want to be. And that was really important and I think like for any parents listening like definitely make sure you're telling your kids that you know make sure you're telling them hey you can do whatever you want to do make sure you're telling them that you're proud of them because as dysfunctional as my family was like that was something that my mom was constantly telling me and I know that it really helped me in succeeding so I did want to I did want to check in with Peter on this um one of the lovely ladies in my community asked, you know, how do you get over the fear of judgment? How do you do things that are different from society's norms? And I wanted to ask Peter because um, me and my mom kind of joke that Peter's family is kind of like the Brady Bunch, kind of like perfect and like very well educated, well spoken, like family dinners. Um, and Peter definitely um, went off the path in terms of like his diet, in terms of what he does for work every day. So I wanted to bring him on and just get a little quick snippet about how he has let go of the fear of judgment. Okay, Pete, so how would you describe how you got over the fear of other people's judgment, specifically in regards to our business and how we do things so differently than traditional avenues? Um, so for me, the fear of judgment, I would say I would say it all kind of like started way back, maybe 10 years ago when I went vegan um, because my family is just so... They're so traditional and just very average, typical American family. So going vegan was so dramatically just different for them. And in their eyes, I was a pretty, I was doing a pretty weird thing. So going through that experience, I think it helped me kind of get over the fear of judgment because growing up, I really wanted to fit into the mold of like how other people felt like I should be living my life. And it was just like this, like total departure from that. 
And so I just got used to that. So then when it came to like our business, I just, I I kind of felt like I I had a lot of leeway. I I was no longer having to fit into their expectations for um, my life. And so, I mean, even career wise too, because I didn't, I'm not doing construction management, which is what I went to school for. Uh, Well, you know, becoming a health coach is very different from, um, you know, construction management. So now we work from home and not only that it's we work online so it's just i live such a different lifestyle than they would have ever expected me to and i yeah just having to get over that fear of judgment i think came through just my lifestyle just being just fundamentally different yeah no i totally get that i love that and i feel like a lot of our clients and audience like has you guys have already made so many changes in terms of like your diet and so business just like no knowing like you were saying peter knowing that like going vegan like that was kind of the first step once you did that then it's like you're you're already different than the norm like you're already doing something different um you've already kind of done that thing that maybe you're afraid of like you're you might be afraid of the judgment from your parents when they find out that you work online or you're quitting your job or you know you're gonna be working from home but like they already think differently of you they might already think that you're weird based on like your diet and what you're eating yeah and i think just just thinking about that in terms of like are you happy with those decisions that you've made for like your diet and your lifestyle and your health because those are decisions that you've made for yourself and you are probably, you probably feel better and you're probably happier as a result. And that's really like, that's the gist of it because you're not going to be a very happy person if you're always living up to other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to do what makes you happy. Yeah. So going along with that, I was listening to a podcast the other day um, with T. Harv Ecker, and he's an author. And I think the name of his book is Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. And it's in my mindset book list, which I'll put in the, the show notes. And that's really important. You guys reading mindset books, I read them. I say like, I drink my green juice on the daily. They're so powerful. And kind of going along with what Peter was saying about happiness, I think it's really important that the the choices that you're making at the end of the day will make you happy. And some of the choices are going to be, um, they're going to cause you to have a little bit of fear and maybe anxiety and get nervous. I ask a lot of my clients to go live on video to share their story, to show up, show up authentically. And that can be really scary at first, especially if your friends and family are, you know, on your Facebook, on your Instagram, paying attention to what you're doing. Um, And so I wanted to share this story that I heard T. Harv Ecker share on a podcast because it's, it's so true. And I think as soon as I realized this, this was really helpful for me because I never was like, oh, what is my mom going to think about this? I knew my mom was going to be proud of me, right? Um, She's been like a cheerleader for me graduating college and, you know, doing my own thing and moving to California and starting a business and helping others, like just always been really supportive of me. But, you know, I did wonder like, oh, what are um, people I went to college with going to think? What are friends going to think? And things like that. But one thing that really helped me was realizing that not everybody's going to get it and they don't need to get it in order for me to be happy, in order for me to be successful. And so I want to share the story. So T. Harv was talking about how his 
so he's talking about how he really needed to become rich. That's a big thing. That's like one of the things he teaches is like how to become rich, really wealthy, be able to do whatever you want to do. That might not be your goal. That's fine. Doesn't matter. Part of the story though. So he's talking about how it's really important for him to be rich, to get rich. He needs to get rich quick. He's been broke, very broke, very low, low, low broke, not enough money to eat and put gas in his car. And I have been there. Peter and I were both very broke for about five years. And so I could really relate to his story. And he was talking about how he needed to get rich really quickly because he, didn't, he wanted his parents to see him become a millionaire before they died. And I think this is so relatable. I think a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs that I've worked with, they want to prove to their parents that they're successful. They want to prove that they could do it, right, that they didn't make a mistake. And so he, he wanted to get rich, prove to his parents. So he eventually, he sold like workout equipment in – like stores, right? Like you can buy like home workout equipment, became a millionaire, really great, right? Amazing. Um, and got a check for a million dollars and went to a family dinner and he had the check in his pocket. And he, at dinner, he goes to stand up and tell his family like, hey, oh wait, I might've missed this part. Did I tell you guys? He dropped out of college. So he, before he became really broke, he dropped out of college. First year in college was like, told his parents, hey, I'm going to take time off. I'm going to figure out what I want to do. And his parents got so mad and they uh, put him up against the wall and they were more mad than he had ever seen them before. And they were like, you are such a bum. You're never going to amount to anything. What a mistake. How could you ever do this? And so that's why he's like, I need to get rich. I need to show my parents, you know, that I'm not a total bum, that I'm not a failure. Really relatable, right? So he becomes a millionaire, goes to family dinner, pulls out the million dollar check and shows his parents and is like, hey, I did it. Your son, the bum, he didn't say that, but your son finally became a millionaire. Look at this check. You know, so proud, so excited. His parents gave him like no reaction, no response, really just like, oh, wow, that's great. Pass the potatoes kind of and moving on from it. And when I heard that, I just had this moment where I I remember hearing other entrepreneurs, when I was growing my business, other entrepreneurs who were like, you know, I was doing this to prove to my parents that I could do it to show them so that they would be proud of me. And after, you know, hitting seven figures, they still didn't give me that reaction, right? And so I know for Peter and myself, like going full time, like growing our business, um, having this business that supports us and gives us so much freedom, like a lot of people in our life, like they still don't know what I, what we do. They don't get it. They don't understand. They don't know how we make money, but that's okay. Like we're at this point where that's okay. We don't need them to get it because at the end of the day, the most important thing is that we're happy. We're doing work we love. The reason that we quit our jobs, the reason um, that we aren't using our degrees that we went to school for was because those weren't making us happy. And at the end of the day, like our happiness is the most important. And we truly believe, and we're an example, that you can do work that makes you happy and make great money. I believe that you can do both. There's no reason why you either have happiness or you have wealth. So I wanted to share that with you guys because that was a that was huge for me. And it was just kind of like a, a 180 moment because I remember when I was really struggling with my business and I heard that and I was like, wow, like this really has to be about myself. And now I'm at this point where I'm like, oh yeah, like I get this. This does have to be about you. So you might be feeling like, oh, I want approval. But at the end of the day, like if this is what makes you happy doing this work, this is what you're supposed to be doing, right? This That, that has to be enough for you because no matter how successful you become, some people, your family, your friends, um, they might never get it. So make sure that it's enough for you. 
Okay, so story time over. Let's talk about a few things that have been huge for me and really, really helpful. So the first one was identifying my limitations, right? I always say this a lot, my limiting beliefs. What are my limiting beliefs around money, around business, around success? Like, what are they? What am I so afraid of, right? What is what is coming up for me? So for me, some of them were, I'm not smart enough. Um, it never works out for me. I'll always be broke. I'll always be struggling. You know, for my clients, I hear a lot like, who's going to listen to me? What do I have to offer? You got to get them out. Whatever they are, you got to get those out. You got to write them down. A lot of us think like, oh, I'm just going to ignore them, but we're not ignoring them. They're playing over and over like a cassette in our mind. So we're not really ignoring them. So you have to figure out what are these, right? Call them out. Hello, limiting belief. I see you. And like, I'm kind of over you. Like you are not serving me anymore. This is not working. I keep repeating the same thing and getting the same result, right? That's insanity. We need to move on from that. So we need to change the the audio in our mind, right? So I have a limiting belief exercise that I always talk about and I always do where pretty much you look at your limiting beliefs and you figure out like, how is this serving me? How is this limiting me? What is gonna happen if I keep repeating this over and over again? What's gonna happen? You know, I'm never gonna have success. I'm gonna stay exactly in the same spot that I hate being in, right? And then how would you rather feel? You take it, how would you rather feel? And you create an affirmation from it, right? And you can do that with every single one of your limiting beliefs until your whole entire house is filled with affirmations. And if you follow me on Instagram stories, what do you know about my house? It's full of affirmations everywhere, everywhere, every room there's affirmations, right? And that's because I had a lot of limiting beliefs that I had to rewrite and eventually it works. One of my clients once said like, but does it really work, Sarah? Like if I do this, will it really work? It will really work, but you have to do the work. You have to believe that it will work and you have to just keep doing it over and over and over again. So if you want the limiting belief exercise, you can send me a DM on Instagram and I'll send it to you, but it's pretty much like I was talking about. What's your what's your limiting belief? How is that serving you? How's it keeping you stuck? What's gonna happen if you keep believing that and then rewriting it to something that will benefit you and then putting it up somewhere in your house? Okay. Another thing that I want to share is you really have to, as like one of my favorite authors and speakers says, you have to break the habit of being you. You have to reprogram your mind and the thoughts you think. It's not easy, right? It's not easy to do that. A lot of you probably are thinking like, this never works for me. This always happens. Like repeating it, repeating it, repeating it. Oh, I'm going to try this and then nobody's going to sign up or I'm going to do this. Like you have to reprogram those thoughts. And and that takes so much work. Most of us focus on the problems instead of what we want and how we want to feel. We focus on the past. So every single day, it's the same exact thought patterns, right? So we have to reprogram that. We have to change that. Every day when you wake up, say three things you're grateful for. Have a big sign in your room that says every day in every way, my life is getting better and better. Yes, I have that sign in my room. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like you really have to get diligent, super diligent, like life or death about the thoughts that you're thinking. And so, okay, what else did I do? So the first thing I had to realize was I'm not my parents, right? I rewrote 
all of my limiting beliefs and turn them into affirmations. And I kept repeating them. Another thing that was really crucial for me, and I talk about this a lot, is is being around expanders, hearing stories like this, right? Letting you guys know that like, hey, I didn't come from any money and now I have a successful business that fully supports myself and Peter. Like I didn't grow up with um, parents who were entrepreneurs, right? I did go to college, but I got my degree in something completely different. I wish I would have got my degree in entrepreneurship, even though I, I truly believe that entrepreneurship how you become successful in it is taking action, is experience. I think with entrepreneurship and online business, like the the way that you're going to get so good at it is not by taking a course, right? It's by actually putting in the work every single day. So um, yes, so just kind of knowing that other people have been successful in what I want to be successful in, that was really helpful for me. So doing the same thing, like surrounding yourself with people who are doing what you want to do and are successful at it, right? Who have the things that you want to have, who have the life that you want to have. And instead of seeing it as like, oh, she has it, so I can't have it, or comparing yourself, seeing it as like, oh, she did it. That means I can do it. Thanks, girlfriend. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Like having that thought process was really, really helpful for me, like really inspiring, expanding, eye-opening. So I recommend you do the same exact thing. Surround yourself with people who have what you want to have. For me, one of my pet peeves in life drives me absolutely crazy is when people take advice from others who don't have what they want. They take advice about money from people who are broke. They take advice about entrepreneurship from people who aren't entrepreneurs, right? They take advice from people about food who don't like chocolate like or avocados. You can't take advice from those people, right? Like, no, I'm kidding about the avocados and chocolate, kind of. So, so yeah, so, so that's really important, making sure that you're surrounding yourself and listening to podcasts, watching shows, like consuming all of the things that you want to have in your life. Another thing is like removing negativity from your life. I am diligent about this, right? Social media accounts that are are negative, gone, right? The news, Peter and I don't watch the news ever, gone, right? Getting rid of all of that. And I know some of you are like, oh, but I have to. But anything that leaves you in fear and scarcity doesn't make you feel good. You got to remove it from your life. And Abraham Hicks, that's a, another one um, that I like listening to audio of or like reading their books. They have a video on YouTube where this guy is talking about all of the things that are going wrong, right? All the things that are going wrong and in the world. And Abraham says, we know, we know what you're talking about. We're we're not saying that we disagree, right? And I kind of do this with people in my life. Like I get it. I know that, but I'm not going to turn on the news and watch it because when I do, it takes me outside of what Abraham said. It takes it takes us outside of the vortex, right? When we acknowledge all of these negative things that are happening in the world and we talk about them with you, we are removed from the vortex and we feel awful. And I honestly believe that I can do my job in the world. I can do the best work when I'm feeling good. When I'm feeling good, when I'm in this place of abundance, I can give back, right? I can be of service. But when I feel awful, when I feel down, I can't help others. I have to then take care of myself. So if I can get to this place where I feel really good, then I can do more good in the world, right? So that's why it's so important to remove that negativity from your life. And again, everybody's different. So do what feels best for you. But if you are constantly consuming negative things, the news, social media, different things that are making you feel bad, you might just take a step back. You might just set some boundaries so that you're in less of that consumption of fear and negativity in your life. For me, I was like, bye, don't miss you, don't come back, not not needed in my life. So 
removing the negativity. That's another one. Another thing is visualizing, visualizing what you want to achieve. That's huge. And I'm a big fan of vision boards. I do them with Peter. We do them together. You can do them separately if like you and your partner want different things. If your business and life is different, but you could also do them together. We really like doing them together. We have a big one in our bedroom and I recommend, I always say this, I don't know why, but I always say this. I recommend using Pinterest and pictures on the internet versus magazines because I feel like if you're using a magazine, you're limited. I don't like being limited. I feel like I want my life to be limitless. So with Pinterest, the internet, you can find pictures of exactly what you want and then you can print them. I know some people do a digital vision board where you can do that and it can be the background of your computer. I think that's cool. I've never done that before, but I think that's really cool too. I have, you just pretty much, you just want it somewhere where you can see it every day and you can start to visualize yourself in those places. And I'm gonna be really honest with you. For those of you who have a really lack mindset, a scarcity mindset, and just automatically your mind goes, I'll never be able to do that. I'll never be able to achieve that. Like you have to start slow. You have to slowly start just doing the work, right? And when that that limiting belief comes up, having an affirmation, right? Like instead of saying like, I'll never be able to do that, you say like, one day I would love to do that, right? It's not, I'm gonna do that. Like my mindset is like, oh, I'm already there. I feel it. I see myself there. Like this is this is happening. Like that's eventually where you wanna get. But at the beginning, it might not be there. That might not feel true to you. That might not feel realistic. So you kind of do baby steps. But I promise you, if you commit to this work, everything that I'm talking about in this podcast today, your life will change so drastically. All right, question for you. Would you love to have an audience online who comments on your Instagram posts, who sends you DMs, who reaches out asking how they can work with you, how you can help them achieve their health goals, how you can help them lose weight, improve their mindset, people who are serious about doing the work and love your style and your voice? Would you love some help creating that program, making sure that it covers everything that your ideal client wants, making sure that you're confident doing the program and getting your client results. Would you love help selling that program, getting people actually signed up and paying you what you're worth for your time, your energy, and your effort? If so, you are going to love my online health coaching intensive. This is group coaching with myself and a small, small, small group like think six people or less, um, working on all of these things, right? With the online health coaching intensive, we're going to get together every week for three months, have a little break in between. And we're going to talk about how we can get your audience growing quickly, how you can engage them. So they're reaching out to you before your program is even done. We're going to create your program and we're also going to sell your program and get you paid for doing work you love. So if this sounds good to you, if you're like, yes, Sarah, this is what I need. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you go over to my Instagram bio and click the link in my bio and you can apply for the intensive. Like I said, it's only open to six people. So it's very intensive. If you're interested, head on over there now and you can click the link and get your application in. Also put the link in the show notes if that's easier for you, but make sure you do that. I would hate for you to miss this opportunity. Really 
want to help more health and wellness coaches get their content out to more people, to get it to the people who need it the most. The one thing that I hear the most, and I know from my own experience when I was health coaching, is before you before you sell the program, everybody wants to sell the program. Before you sell the program, you got to have the audience, right? You got to have the right audience, people who are willing to invest in what you have to offer. And unfortunately, not everybody is willing to do that, um, but there are a lot of people who are willing to pay you to get help, to get support for what you have to offer. But a lot of health coaches are stuck in the audience growth and the engagement and, and the program creation, right? Because we don't want to put everything you know into one program. So if you need help with these things, make sure you apply for the intensive and I will be looking out for your application. I think about it all the time. I think about my mindset four years ago and it is so different. Like I don't even know that person. A lot of you have changed your diet, right? And how you eat. The same is true about your business and your mindset. Like if you think back to five years ago and your diet and what you were eating and consuming, it's probably very different than how you're eating these days and like how you treat your body. The same thing can be true for your business and your mindset if you dedicate the time and the energy and the effort to it. So another thing would be get support. I cannot recommend support enough. Hire a coach, join a mastermind, work with people who have what you want, right? Um, I'll tell you a story. The first time that somebody asked for a refund in my business when I was a health coach a few years ago, I had a, I had a coach at the time. It was great. Having a coach is great. I reached out to my coach and I was like, dude, somebody asked for a refund. I didn't do anything wrong. Like I had a call. It was great. She's not, she says she no longer wants to commit. Like I'm freaking out. Like what happened? What do I do? This is terrible. Like, should I quit my business? You know, like just panic. That happens, you guys. <laughs> if you're like, oh my gosh, that's happened to me too. Like, yeah, it freaking happened. Um, and so I had my coach. My coach was living the life that I wanted, buying all the superfoods, traveling, like working with clients online. I was like, that's what I'm going after. That's why I hired her. And so I was, I asked her this, you know, and she sent me a message back, a voice message. And she was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. People can be, you know, totally crazy, out of control, but like this, this has happened to me too. And like, here's exactly how you handle it. And I felt so much better. It was like a weight had been lifted. So just know you don't have to do all of this alone. And I don't think you can. I don't think you can grow a really abundant business on your own. So if you're taking the weight of the world on your shoulders, it might be time for you to get some support. Another thing that I do is... I'm very, 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 very grateful, like so grateful. I could cry about things. I'm so grateful. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but like writing down gratitude, like that's important. So I, I'm always challenging myself with my mindset work and my gratitude. So I used to do write down three things every day, right? Maybe you've done that too. I was like, okay, write down three things. But then I was like, I want to take it further. I have to write down three new things every day, right? And then take it even further. I have to write down three new things every day and I have to explain exactly why I'm so grateful for them and what they do and bring to my life, right? And then some days I'll challenge myself and I'll write a hundred things I'm grateful for, right? And then every night before I go to bed, I'll pick the most, like the thing that I'm most grateful for and I'll pretend that I'm 
back in that spot and I have this rock, this magic rock. And I think I, I learned about this in the book, Magic. It's like part of like the secret series. It's in my mindset book list, which I'll link in the show notes. But I think I learned about it there. And so you hold on to your magic rock and you think about the thing you're most grateful that happened during that day. And sometimes I get Peter to do it too. And he's like, some days he's like really into it. And some days he's like, oh my gosh, like I married this crazy mindset lady. Like she's always making me talk about these things. Like, can I just go to bed? Can I just read my novel? I'm like, no, what are you grateful for? Let's talk about it. Um, And so that's really powerful and I just like really feel it. And I know that if you can get to a place where you feel so grateful, it changes the chemistry in your body. It sounds crazy. I'm not a scientist, but my whole body shifts, right? And like that's all I can think about and I just feel so good and happy and I notice like the sides of my mouth kind of move up into a smile. So if you can get to that place, like if you're like, yes, sir, I'm doing gratitude. I do it like really quick in the car and like I'm thinking about a million other things every day. I talk about what I'm grateful for. Like try to get more in the moment and really feel it. Another thing that I do and I have it on my whiteboard right now is writing down my wins. I started this when I was health coaching. I found that when I was health coaching, a lot of my clients would be like, oh, you know, I've only lost five pounds or, you know, this week I was gonna, you know, eat salads every day for at work and bring them with me to work, but I didn't, I ate out and like, I really wanted to work out. I didn't go to that gym class. I didn't do what we talked about last week, you know, and it'd be all of these things that they didn't do. And so I was like, okay, we're not going to do this. This is this is not working. This is this starts our conversations in this this lack, right? So I kind of implemented this thing where if you've been following me for a while or if you health coached with me, um, you know I implemented this thing where like we would start the call with wins, and it was so freaking cool because what happened usually like you guys probably know if you follow me like I talk about different size packages, but when I was health coaching, like pretty much my main package that most people did was a three-month coaching package with me. That was like my bestseller. And so they by, the, by I would say by week four of implementing this, they would come to the call, okay, this week you'll never believe what happened. This week I did this so excited and passionate about all of the things that went well. And so I took that with me into my business. I was like, I need to freaking do this. So now I have this thing where every day I come into my office and pretty much like, I don't do it first thing in the morning or in the evening, just like whenever I can, I write down wins. And a lot of them, like I'll read you some of them, like I got my office set up, I finished a project for my business, one of my clients signed a new client, one of my clients signed a new client, Um, I signed a new client, I booked photos for my business, the sun came out course sales increased, you know, things like that, like little things like that, but really being grateful for them and writing them down. The more you celebrate your wins, the more wins you have to celebrate. So that's another thing that has been really huge for me as well. Okay. So all of this, I have a few more, it just never ends. All of this stuff, you guys, you have to work on it every single day, right? Like you, it's it's a constant. It's not like, oh, I read one mindset book and now my beliefs are changed. Oh, I did this limiting belief exercise and now I believe this affirmation of like every day and every way my life is getting better and better. No, it, does, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Things will still come up. They'll come up less. But when they do come up, you have these tools that you can fall back onto. Another thing that is really helpful is having, I have rules. I know some people don't like rules. I like rules. I like structure. I like routine. So for me, one thing is 
no social media, like social media can kind of bring me down, like I can fall into comparison. And so no social media first thing in the morning or before bed. I want first thing in the morning to be about me getting into the state of abundance. And then before bed, same thing. I want to be reading affirmations. I want to be feeling really good. I want to be unwinding. Peter and I also don't have any phones in our bedroom. We don't have our phones on the nightstand. I feel like a lot of people do that now. I um, highly recommend that though. We don't watch the news and we also have a rule like no complaining. Neither one of us. Like we do not complain. We do not whine. We do not blame. Like sometimes I guess I kind of do like a little bit of like a whining like, oh, like I have all this stuff to do. Like uh, how am I going to get it done? And then I'm like, ooh, I'm whining, huh? You know, and Peter will be like, yeah, you kind of have your own way of whining. It's kind of like disguise. Like you can't really tell it's whining, but like if you look at it, it is whining. So then I'm like, oh, Sarah, stop it. You're annoying me. Um, So like little rules like that to really help me stay in this place. And like I'll go down and then I'll pick myself back up. And I think the goal is always to pick yourself up sooner. When you notice yourself spiraling, when you notice yourself focusing on worst case scenario to say, oh, here I go again. Like how do I want to feel? Let me focus on that. How can I instead move from this place of lack to a place of abundance? And sometimes it does. it's not just I'm at the bottom to the top. You kind of are working your way up slowly and sometimes doing things that are different. Like sometimes the mindset work, it's it doesn't really work like in the moment. Like you're too low. You have to go for a walk, move it out, dance, exercise, like whatever it is to just kind of get your mind off of the things that are going wrong and think about something else. And then you can kind of come back to the mindset work. Okay, another thing that you might want to try is checking in with beliefs. So again, this is kind of like affirmations, but I have these beliefs that I honestly 100% believe like to a T to be true. And so I think they've come from affirmations. Like I'm looking at my desk and I have affirmations written all over my desk. And I think from reading them so much and thinking about them and looking at them, they've kind of just imprinted and now they're part of who I am. So for me, I believe, of course, I'm successful. I can't imagine not being successful. It's normal for me to get what I want. Everything is working out for me. Contrast is a part of life, right? So instead of going to like, oh my gosh, like this thing is going wrong. Like I just want everything to go right. I have this mindset of like, well, of course, like if everything went right all the time, it would be really boring. So contrast is a part of life. That's just the way it is. This isn't happening to me. The world isn't out to get me. This is just part of my life right now you know, this thing is happening. I don't love this thing, but I know that by me not loving this thing right now, there's going to be something that I love tomorrow, right? I also believe that I'm always taking care of that. Everything always works out for me. And again, this is where the wins come in. If you start keeping track of your wins, you will see a lot of people will say, nothing works out for me. Like I've always been poor. I'm always poor. A lot of people will tell me like I'll do giveaways and people will say, I never win giveaways. And and then they'll win. And I'm like, you just want a giveaway. You can't say you never win giveaways. You just want a giveaway. So now every time you win a giveaway, you have to say, oh yeah, I always win giveaways. I won my last giveaway. You know what I mean? So really paying attention to to your thoughts and, and paying attention to what you give attention to. If you always give attention to, I've always been broke, you're always going to be broke. But if you start writing down when you, when you are given money, when you get money, when things work out for you, when abundance comes, when opportunities come, then you'll start seeing those and more of those will happen. I know it's work, right? And when it comes to business, when it comes to online business, really, it's mindset and it's a strategy, a plan. It's, It's the work. So 
you're doing the mindset work and then you're implementing, right? So you got to kind of have them both. You got to have this abundant mindset, but you got to do the work that goes with it. I've come across a lot of people who have this really abundant mindset, but they have no focus. They have no plan. So they they struggle to grow their business, right? And increase their income. But they're like, I have this, this great mindset. When you pair the two of them, when you pair the mindset and the work, you can't fail. You really can't fail. So I hope that this gave you some insight on what you can do to step into abundance. And if you loved it, please share this on Instagram, tag me. Just know that I appreciate you so much and you have the power to change your thoughts, to change your outcome and to change your life. All right, friend, until next time.